Hello and welcome back to Small Town Girls. It's been a while since we have podcasted and I want to thank everyone for their love and kind words to my family and I during these crazy times. Um, I truly appreciate it and the community I have around me. Unfortunately, Megan couldn't be here today, but sends her love. But I'm so excited to be talking to our next guest. She is paving the way for women in the sports industry, especially here in the Lincoln area. Hale Varsity's Deputy Editor, Erin Sorensen. Erin, hi, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I, it means a lot. Thank you for asking me to join. Yes. So we are having this interview on Election Day, but the podcast mm-hmm. won't be published till Friday. But Erin, I love how you've been advocating for people to get out and vote. What is your message for people on using their voice? You know, at this point in my career, and I wish I would have maybe known this, you know, 10, 12, 14 years ago, I was actually a political science minor in college. There was a point in my life where I thought maybe I would work on a communications team on a campaign trail or work in the White House. I That was something that, you know, my, during college, I thought maybe was on the table for me. Ultimately, it worked out, I think, the way it was supposed to. But I've always had a deep love for politics, and I think it really does have the potential to show the best of us and can be something that it, it really is meant to be something that can sincerely change the world. I, I think more than ever this election and this is something i've always been passionate about it seems is bringing out more voters than we've ever seen more people uh voted early more voted by mail um if the numbers end up being like they think they will be it could be significant compared to what we've seen in the past and i just don't see why you wouldn't vote and even with the numbers even with wherever the numbers are this year they're still going to be too low until every single person is voting it's still too low so my message is always for people, just don't be afraid to use your voice. I think oftentimes we can be afraid of, if I speak up, what will people think? And there's there's a quote by Ruth Bader Ginsburg that I, I love and I live by that's basically, I'm, I'm completely butchering this quote for the record without looking it up, but she essentially tells she says, be, be the kind of leader, be a good leader, but do so in a way that has other people who follow, who want to follow you then. And that's really important to me. And I understand along the way, not everyone's going to agree. And maybe some people will unfollow, but I'm, I'm unap- unapologetic about what matters to me. And I believe that we can be, I believe that we can have civil conversation and be good to one another. So I hope by the time people are listening to this on Friday, that the crazy thing is when people are listening to this, they hopefully will know the outcome of what has happened. And I'm very envious of that because just for a timestamp, I'm very anxious at the moment, not knowing what's going to happen. So I just, I wish I would have known when I was in college and younger, and I'm still working on it today, not to be afraid to be who I am, to share my voice and to share what matters to me because Nothing that, that nothing that matters to me is bad. I mean, we all have the things that make our worlds go round. So, yeah, I, I just am big on being be who you are and don't be afraid to speak up. Unless that's hate. Don't speak from a place of hate. That's not cool. <laughs> no, no. 
and I, I feel you there when I'm super anxious, you know, not mm -hmm. finding out tonight. But from sports to like fashion and of course Chipotle, I love your bio of sticking to sports except when I'm not. And just to show like you are not limited to one thing you have to do for the rest of your life. So like what is important to you to have those variety of interests? You know, it's super hard to be a woman in sports and have any other kind of interest because people think if I'm not just watching football 24-7, it must mean I know, don't care about this job or I'm not good at it. But we all have to have things that are, um, we all have to have things that take us away from our jobs. My job is sports. I do enjoy watching sports, but I mean, there are some nights where instead of watching an NFL an NFL game, I, I might end up just watching a show on Netflix because that's just what I need at that moment. And I think it's okay to have all these different interests. Why? Here's the thing. Somebody who is a plumber is not only going to care about plumbing. They're going to go home and they're going to have interests that are completely separate from that. They may be passionate about it. But they're going to go home and care about their family. Maybe they like a certain sport. Maybe they like playing chess like who knows and it's it's totally okay to like have those interests so i just never cared if people have an issue with it i like i like fashion i like dressing up i like using game days as sort of that like runway in a way um i don't care that people know how much i love chipotle and some people like to troll me on twitter and tell me that qdoba is better which they're lying um but yeah we all have interests that are we all have interests that are not our jobs, that are not, we are not defined by our jobs. So while I have a job that I enjoy because I like sports, I have to like other stuff. You'd go crazy if you only cared about one thing. So yeah, I, you know, I, I love a lot of things and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, and it's so true, like to have those different areas and you know, not just sticking to sports. I love the analogy of the plumber. That's so great. <laughs> but most people know you for being a sports reporter. Uh, did you know you always wanted to go into this field or why you pursued sports media? You know, I think I knew from a pretty young age that I wanted to be a journalist. I don't think I knew what that meant or what that would look like. I was a part of newspaper and yearbook in middle school and high school. I tried about everything. I even remember in high school, I did sports photography, and I was not very good at that. Uh, people who are sports photographers are incredible. I don't understand it. Um, but yeah, I think I always knew I wanted to be in journalism somewhere, and I just tried a lot of things. Like I said, when I got into college, being a political science minor, I thought maybe I'd take that journalism degree and work in communications or end up doing something different with that. I, I thought maybe maybe somewhere in advertising maybe i'm going to work and do copywriting for somebody there's so many different directions that journalism can take you but i, I always had that passion for sports and i i think what took me a while to get there was not really necessarily seeing other i didn't see women in nebraska doing this all that often so not really seeing it it was hard to sort of imagine how i would find my way into this space and I mean, all of my role models were on a national scale. I didn't really have anyone local to sort of point to and go, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. So 
I think it was once I graduated from college that I started to see the potential there, the opportunity. Maybe there is a way that this could work. And even then, I'm not even sure how I got here. I, I got here because of some really, really awesome men who were allies to me and saw that potential. But it feels kind of like I, I completely stumbled into it at times. But I hope because of maybe falling into this, however I did it, hopefully the door is a little bit easier to open for everyone after because like I said, when I was growing up, I just, it didn't feel possible. And sometimes I'm still not sure if I, what's, like what's ahead, but that's okay. We're, we're figuring it out every day. But yeah, I think I always knew journalism was the path. It, it just kind of, it took a while to maybe figure out how to get here. Yeah. And I was reading your blog on uh, the days are long, but the years are short. You won't be perfect. And my favorite one was not, um, not being everyone's cup of tea, which, wow, I felt the weight of those words right there, especially during these times. What keeps mm -hmm. you motivated and the lessons you've learned from being in sports? Well, and also, I, I have to apologize. My Bluetooth just decided to kick me off of my AirPods really quick. So now you're going to have to just let me disconnect and reconnect really quick because they, oh, wrong thing. I just decided to click on the wrong thing. Um, so hopefully you can still hear me okay. Oh, 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 no, it went to my phone. That's not very nice. <laughs> okay, hold on. Technology. <laughs> um, sorry, my, my AirPods decided to switch between my phone and my computer, which is just so unnecessary on this day of all days. Yeah. Like, stop messing with me. Yeah. Um, no, so I the best quote I was ever told is, um, stop trying to have, tr stop trying to make everyone like you. You don't even like everyone. And it's so true. I don't like everyone. Um, I just think at some point as you get older, and I, I hate doing this because I remember when I was your age and I'm, I'm not that much older, but I just remember people would tell me, oh, when you get older, you'll understand. And it kind of like makes you want to roll your eyes or like, okay, whatever. But I will say, as I've gotten into my 30s, I'm so I'm so much more comfortable just in who I am. And if people don't like me and they want to unfollow me or they don't want to support me, that's fine. All I ask for is respect along the way. And if you don't want if you don't want to support me, okay, but just be respectful. Um, I'm just not going to change who I am. I I am who I am, and I'm not going to expect somebody else to change who they are. So I it just knowing that you can't be liked by everyone because you don't like everyone is just so powerful in that way to think why am i wasting my energy and this is coming from somebody who for the record i have like an i have an un like i have to like i i have an unending need to be liked i want people to like me it's not hard it's not easy i should say for me to like say this so it's been a constant practice mm -hmm. but you know, we're all just doing our best yep. and you find people you click with and people that you maybe are like, yeah, we wouldn't be pals, but we can respect each other. And you know, that goes a long way. Absolutely. Yes, that is so true. And you shared a photo back in like 2018, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. It was like Scott Frost at a press conference. And in the picture, you were the only woman and you were surrounded by males. And you made the comment of saying you shouldn't be the only woman in this photo. Like, what are your mm -hmm. emotions, and how do you feel when you walk into those events, and you're re you're the only person representing the females? Yeah, you know, I have um, 
in my in my life, I think I'm just used to it now. I'm used to walking into places and sort of being the only woman or being one of only a few women. I'm used to. I, I'm definitely not caught off guard by anything any longer. I. I mean, when Nebraska played at Colorado in 2019, I found out that the press box doesn't have a women's restroom. That was a first. And it, it asking for a women's restroom definitely felt like I was asking to move mountains. And I just felt like I shouldn't have to, like, I would have had to go down four flights, like four stories to get across and then go across the field house to a restroom to wait in line when it's going to take me away from my job for upwards of a half an hour just to make it possible. So I guess, like, in my mind, like, that's not okay. But, like, I'm just, that was something that for the first time in a long time completely caught me off guard because I think I walk into a lot of environments and I'm just, like, not really actively looking around. It doesn't always strike me until I see those photos. I see a photo like that and someone shares in it, shares it, and it's, it's totally innocent. They're not sharing it to... They're not sharing it because they're trying to prove any kind of point. They're just saying, like, here's the room, you know, this person is talking. But when you see it, and I'm sitting there, and I don't see any other women. Now, I knew that there are women that worked for the university that were out of frame. Or there's a couple of women that were working behind cameras that were just out of frame. But still, it's just, like, the fact that you look around and you don't see a single, you don't see a single person of color, you don't see another woman, it just reminds me that we have so much further that we can go. We are not inclusive as, and this is not just specific to Nebraska. I think it's really important to make a note of that, that some people think when I talk about this, that I'm just putting the microscope right on Nebraska. It's, it's pretty, this is pretty much what we see in sports media across the country. Some markets are a little bit more inclusive than others, but it's, it's something that we have to constantly be thinking about and working toward because the athletes we cover are diverse, and the media core that covers them should should mirror that. And it's not about I love I love when people tell me, but it's not about that. It's about who's best for the job, absolutely. But you cannot tell me that in a room of a hundred people, there's only there's less than five of them that are qualified that are women or people of color. You can't tell me that because women. When, they grad, when, when journalism college graduate, graduate their classes, it's prominently women. It's at least a majority women. So where are those women? Where are they at? And are they getting, why are they not sticking in this industry? And I'm not just talking in sports. I'm talking across journalism in general. But same thing with people of color. Where are we, are we actively trying to hire? Are we, are we trying to be more diverse or are we just saying it's all about who's the best for the job? Because if that's the case, we're not doing a good enough job because we're clearly not attracting all of the candidates who are sincerely qualified. And I'm a big believer that this, this doesn't limit the opportunity for anyone. It should have no effect on anyone. It just makes the pool more diverse and it also allows more people an opportunity to do the thing that they want to love without feeling like they don't have a space to belong couldn't have said it better <laughs> i mean <laughs> yes yes absolutely and it's so true especially like you know you're just trying to find different opportunities or outlets to get into and even like for me in my classes it's like oh you know seeing that half male female now it's like okay there's a balance here and then once we get out it's like oh where, where'd they go but yeah, yeah. And, and you know I've, I've had friends who worked in sports media and I'll be honest we they were ran out of the industry 
it just it's it's not always the easiest place for women to exist and I, I, I as a white woman I can't speak for people of color so I don't want to put words into their mouth but I've heard similar things from um, individuals who shared who have shared with me that they just feel the same that they don't feel like there's a space here for them and so I think about when I'm in a role and you know Hill varsity is relatively small we don't have a large team but when the day comes that we are hiring are we casting a wide enough net and it's not about checking boxes it's about are we making sure that when we are putting a call out for candidates that we are attracting a wide range of qualified candidates that are going to give us a really fair that, that are going to legitimately show us what's out there what does the talent pool look like i just think sometimes well we do notice we tend to hire people that look like ourselves and so we have to get out of our our own mindset of i'm going to hire somebody like me yeah. because yeah that's great but maybe you are not what like maybe who you think like you would be is not who is needed for that job maybe it's this person yeah. so i have to remind myself of that too it's we hire we hire we tend to hire who reminds us of ourselves and that's for better and for worse yeah absolutely so now do you have an end goal or a dream you have not chased yet for Aaron Sorensen you know I I don't know I whenever I think about like what I want from this job I I don't know what it looks like I hope I hope from a big picture perspective that I've helped change the industry, at least in Nebraska in some way. I hope, I've, I, hope I have made it easier. I hope when I'm said and done that um, whether, like not, like not needing like credit or pats on the back. I just mean like I hope that more women feel like this, this market, this industry is easier to get into because of hopefully some of the things I and other women have done. Yeah and women before me have done. I should be clear, I'm not the first woman sports journalist in Nebraska, and so I, it's people have paved the way, and we keep we keep hitting that glass ceiling over and over. Um, I, I think for myself, I just hope five to 10 years, or however long down the road, I'm still doing what I love. So if that's moving into an editor role where I have more of, um, an editorial direction over what we're doing and making the decisions about do we publish this or not publish that maybe maybe that's where i'm at maybe it takes me outside of nebraska i don't know i i think the one thing i've learned in my time doing this is the best the best way is just to roll with the punches and take it one day at a time and so it's so hard to think about what life will look like and what my end goals are but i think my end goals are i hope i just have a really good time along the way and if I have done that it will have been worth it right the good <laughs> and vibes if, and if I make it easier for other women along the way too yes you have so Megan and I especially Megan likes to ask our guests what trends they're into or if they have any recommendations for our viewers so do you have anything at the moment Let's see. I'm really into TikTok right now, but that is not going to be something. Like, I'm not telling you about something that like you're not familiar with. Like, 
I, it's not like me being like, I'm into TikTok is like, you're suddenly going like, what is TikTok? In fact, like I'm the old person on TikTok at this point. Um, I do, I do really like TikTok. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any accounts that I've, I'm like really into right now that there's, <laughs> I just, so I had to just say with TikTok, the reason I like it is the creativity there is so fantastic. Like if you're somebody who just wants to get into like testing, like your creativity skills, Go to TikTok and just record some videos. Who cares if anyone watches them? It's just such an easy way to, like, one, mess with some, like, editing tools, um, but also just to, like, kind of challenge yourself. I'm, like, a TikTok, big, big fan of TikTok. Um, as far as, like, what's so funny is I have, like, normally I would be way more into, like, um, different fashion trends right now, but like with the fact that we're all just basically hunkered down, I'm really into activewear now more than ever. Um, I I haven't started trying to do the like Lululemon duplicates, but I heard that there's some good ones on Amazon. Um, so maybe I'll have to give that a go and report back. Yes. Um, but yeah, I I feel like I've gotten really into activewear. It's probably because I have a Peloton now, and that thing is just like addicting as all get out and my fiance makes fun of me that all of my wardrobe is just peloton gear now so i would say also that i like that but yeah trends i feel so out of it right now like i feel so out of the loop right. like what are people into now mm -hmm. what are people doing i know i know <laughs> but i i for the uh leggings i did see those on tiktok so because i was gonna order some yeah, I, there's a bunch of people who've been talking about these leggings and then the, the joggers mm -hmm. and saying that they're just like the Lululemon ones. And I'm really intrigued because they're like 20 bucks yes. and I figure if they're not great, who cares? Right. But yeah, that's the one thing I have noticed that TikTok has been big on is those stinking Amazon like duplicates for Lululemon and everything else. Yeah. So. <laughs> my whole camera roll I think it's just like um TikToks like saved or stuff like that oh yeah I like I'm a big I just get addicted to it oh I guess um I guess one other and can you still hear me yeah. the mic okay cool my my airpods just decided that they're done so we're just gonna take them out now um no my uh I guess I should say I've gotten really into Among Us have you played that game yet mm -hmm. It is oddly addicting. So if you're somebody who's just looking to kill some time, um, it is, okay, so the way that it works is like somebody is in, like you have a group of up to 10, somebody is the imposter, and they're trying to kill everyone without being discovered. And then everyone else is trying to complete tasks. And then if like somebody discovers the dead body, like a dead body, you have to have a meeting and try to figure out who is the imposter. The imposter's trying to like, tell everyone it's not them and um i've gotten really into it and it's just an app on my phone it's just like an app on your phone but it is wildly addicting so if you'd like to waste some time among us is really fun and i feel really late to the game on it because everyone else on twitter knew about it when i was asking <laughs> oh gosh i feel so behind but that is a good recommendation i have to get into it's fun. It's it's definitely fun. I finally was the imposter and actually won the game, which I like the first time I was the imposter. I just like really like frantically ran around and like 
was terrified and didn't know what I was doing. Um, so the fact that I got to the point where I could be the imposter and actually win, I was like, all right, yes, I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> right. And my final question I have for you is we asked all our female guests this is who is a female that has inspired you? So I always talk about, um, I should say first and foremost, and this sounds super corny, but my mom has always inspired me. I, I'm a, an only child from with a single mom, and my mom definitely, with whether she realized it or not, always raised me to believe that like anything was possible. And if we couldn't do something, it couldn't be done. So she first and foremost was always the... The first people that I remember really looking to and thinking, if I could be anything like them, I would be really. We would always sit at the sports center desk when the College World Series was still at Rosenblatt. And I remember being in high school and going and watching them do the sports center show, like the midday show outside of Rosenblatt, and just looking at her, and she was the first person who felt like she belonged to me. It was like she she's a woman doing this like this is so cool and that was like probably the first moment i realized what was possible and then aaron andrews showed me that you could be somebody who likes a lot of things that don't have to be sports you could like the ballroom and dancing yes, with the stars I and fashion it. and dogs and like have this big bubbly personality and also still be legitimately very good at your job in sports i think she was the first person that made me realize you don't have to only talk about sports to do this. And those those two women definitely paved the way. But I mean, there's so many women in this industry who've done amazing things like Sam Ponder and Katie Nolan. Like Katie Nolan has really shown that like, you can be a complete like joker. Like you can like laugh and joke around and have, have a good time and it's okay. And like, that doesn't make you any less serious of a journalist. Yeah. And I think every single time these women kind of carve their niches in this world, they're making it easier for the rest of us to just be ourselves here. So, yeah, the, my first ones were definitely Linda Cohn and Erin Andrews, but the world has definitely expanded since then. Yes. I love Erin Andrews and Dancing with the Stars. And just, I I'm was, so sad that I she's know, no longer the uh, host. I was just always looking forward to what outfit she had on. <laughs> She has an incredible stylist. Who, whoever her stylist is, is very, very good to her. <laughs> right, Erin, right. I want to thank you for your time and just the kindness and the character you show. As you put it, the good vibes, um, which I love. And for girls like me heading into this industry, you have just been an absolute great role model. And we're so glad to have you in Lincoln. So thank you. Well, thank you for the kind words. I will be honest, like, and I mean this, like, if it weren't for you and every other young woman who is pursuing some role within this world, it wouldn't make what I do feel possible either. So it definitely goes the other way. And I think it's important to know that even when you're in school and you maybe feel like, what am I doing? Like, you're inspiring people like me. So just keep keep going. Don't, don't stop. Because... At some point, I would like to be, I would like, let's think of it like Ruth Bader Ginsburg once more, when she said, when will, when will it be, when will too many women be on the Supreme Court? And she said, when there are nine, 
when World of Too Many Women's Force Media, when the entire press box is women. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait till that day comes. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so, I'm looking forward to it. Right, right. So that was Aaron Sorensen, everyone. We will be back next week. I'm Haley Ryerson, and this has been Small Town Girls.